ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Well, at this stage in 1 Kings, which is chapters 20 through 22, the end of the book, Ahab is king of Israel, the ten northern tribes, and Ben-Hadad is king of Syria. Now, Syria is the northeast border country to Israel. So, the king of Syria tries to overcome Samaria, the capital of Israel. At first, the king makes an offer for a contract with Ahab, whereas Syria would be the ruler, but Israel could keep their kingdom intact. They would just need to pay taxes, etc. to Syria, which would mean that Israel would be called a vassal, V-A-S-S-E-L. At first, the king of Israel agreed, but then Ben-Hadad said that they would completely take over, so Ahab said no after talking with the elders of the land. This brought war. An unnamed prophet came to Ahab and said, Go to war. And God said, I will show you that I am the Lord. Ahab asked how and when. And God said, You start it and this is how you do it. The next day, Ben-Hadad had been drinking and they were caught off guard as Israel came out of the guarded city of Samaria and the Israelites fought and the Syrians fled and King Ben-Hadad escaped. The Syrians said that the gods of the Israelites were gods of the hill, not gods of the plains. So if we fight in the plains, our chariots shall attack and we will win. The Syrians tried again, but this time in the plains. The Israelites were outnumbered. This time, an unnamed man of God, we don't know if he's the same one as before, he came and he said, because the Syrians said the Israelite God can't fight in the plains, I'll show them, you will win and you will know that I am the Lord. The Syrians fled again, this time to a city, Aphek, and the wall fell on them. King Ben-Hadad had escaped again, and this time his servant suggested that he go and talk to King Ahab since they heard that Israel's kings were merciful. So he came in humility to King Ahab and sat in King Ahab's chariot, and they made a pact that Syria would give back some cities that they had taken and that they could trade with one another. Ben-Hadad went on his way. Then another unnamed prophet came in a disguise to Ahab and told him that since he let Ben-Hadad go, even though God had said to totally destroy the Syrians at the battle, King Ahab will die in place of Ben-Hadad and Israel will fall in the place of Syria. The king of Israel went to his house, heavy and displeased, and came to Samaria. Interestingly, the Bible points out his position instead of his name. And it came to pass that King Ahab wanted a vineyard by his winter palace in Jezreel. He asked to buy it from the owner Naboth the Jezreelite. He refused because this was his allotted land from his father. The king came again into his house, heavy and displeased. 
so King Ahab pouted and he laid on his bed and he turned his face and he would not eat. But Jezebel, his wife, came and said, aren't you the king? So she wrote letters in Ahab's name, sealed them with his seal and sent them to the elders. She had two men lie that Naboth blasphemed God and the king and the city people stoned Naboth to death. And King Ahab, at the direction of his wife Jezebel, went and took the land. This brought forth Elijah the Tishbite again. God directed him to Ahab in Samaria and said, He is in the vineyard of Naboth to possess his land. God said to Ahab through Elijah, You have killed and taken possession. Therefore, the dogs will lick your blood the way they did Naboth. Now this time, Ahab called Elijah his enemy and said, Why have you found me? And Elijah said, I have found you because you have sold yourself to the work of evil in the sight of the Lord and judgment shall fall upon you. God then adds, And of Jezebel, the dogs will eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Now this time, instead of going home heavy and displeased like he had before, in verse 27 of chapter 21, it says, And it came to pass, when Ahab heard these words from Elijah, he ripped his clothes, and he put on sackcloth, and he fasted, and he laid in his sackcloth, and he went softly. This time he did not go pouting like a little kid. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite. Do you see how Ahab humbled himself before me? Therefore, I will not bring the evil in the days of Ahab, but in his son's days. Wow! God shows mercy even unto the worst king of Israel. Well, there was three years of peace between Israel and Syria, and it came to pass that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah came down. Remember, it says came down because Jerusalem is elevated in the mountains. So Jehoshaphat went north to the 10 tribes, but elevation wise, it was closer to sea level. So he came down. Ahab asked Jehoshaphat if he would help him to retake the city of Ramoth Gilead, which is a town that's on the border of Israel and Syria, which used to be Israel's. And the king of Syria never gave it back to Israel like he said he would. Jehoshaphat said, I am as you are, my people is your people, my horses is your horses. So they asked the prophets of the Lord and they all said, go for it. King Jehoshaphat said, is there another prophet of the Lord? And Ahab said, there is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, whom we may ask, but I hate him, for he never prophesies good concerning me, just evil. Well, they called him. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, each sat on their thrones, and they had their royal robes on. And when the servant came to Micaiah, he said, Please speak that which is good to the king. And Micaiah said, I will only speak what God tells me to speak. At first, Micaiah spoke to the king and said, Go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver thee into the hands of the king. Then Ahab said, 
How many times have I told you to tell me the truth? It seems that this prophet has a sarcastic side to him. And so this time Micaiah said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that do not have a shepherd. And the Lord said, they have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. Then the king of Israel, again, not his name, but his position, said to Jehoshaphat, didn't I tell you he never prophesies good concerning me? Then Micaiah said, hear thou the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, who shall persuade Ahab in order that he will fall at Ramoth Gilead? And this is why the prophets are lying to you. And the Lord has spoken evil concerning you. Zedekiah struck Micaiah on the cheek and the king of Israel said, take Micaiah and carry him away into prison and feed him with bread and water of affliction until I come in peace. And Micaiah got the last word in and said, if you come back in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. And then he cried out, listen, O Israel, every one of you. The two kings went up to Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel, not his name, said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and enter into battle, and you will look like the king of Israel. For some reason, Jehoshaphat agreed to this plan. The Syrians attacked. They went after Jehoshaphat, but when he cried out and they realized he was not Ahab, the king of Israel, they turned from him. And by God's intervention, a certain man, again unnamed, drew a bow and, quote, by chance, hit the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. The king said, take me out of the battle, for I am wounded. The battle increased, and the king died in his chariot, the one where he had spared the Syrian king's life. And Ahab's blood ran out of the wound in the midst of his chariot, and he died, and the cry went out through the army at sundown, every man to his own city, and every man to his own country. The king was brought to Samaria and was buried there, and someone washed the chariot of the blood, and the dogs licked it up, just like the word of the Lord said. Ahab's son Ahaziah reigned over Israel. The story switches to the southern tribe and Jehoshaphat, the son of Asa, the good king, began to reign in the fourth year of Ahab, king of Israel. He was 35 years old when he became king and he reigned for 25 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhai. He was a good king, like Asa, and walked in the ways of the Lord. Yet the high places were not taken down, for the people of Judah used them. And Jehoshaphat made peace with the king of Israel. He tried to make ships, but it didn't work, and they broke. Ahaziah, Ahab's son, offered to join forces with the ships, but Jehoshaphat would not agree. Jehoshaphat died and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, his father, and Jehoram, his son, reigned in his place. Ahaziah began his reign over Israel in Samaria on the 17th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. 
He only reigned for two years over Israel. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, and he walked in the ways of his father, and in the ways of his mother, and in the ways of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. And he served Baal and worshipped him and provoked to anger the Lord God of Israel according to all that his father had done. Interestingly, in the description of Ahaziah, it includes the fact that he also walked in the way of his mother. This has never been mentioned before. The name Jezebel enters the New Testament in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 20, when God speaks to the church of Thyatira. As with most churches, they did some things very well and some things against the Lord. Here it says that the church tolerated the woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, and she teaches and seduces God's servants to commit adultery and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Then verse 21, And I gave her space to repent for her fornication, and she repented not. Then verse 22, Behold, I will cast her into a bed with them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. Then verse 23, And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches, all of the believers, all of the churches will know that I am he who searches the minds and the hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Reminder, God is speaking to the churches in this passage. So if we take the warnings in Revelations, the ones for the churches, we must ask ourselves some questions, ladies. Do I tolerate evil? Do I teach people to commit adultery against the Lord? Do I seduce people to fall into sin? And this is one that I've been confronted with, for instance. I have a sweet tooth. I get it from my mom. Every holiday, like this Easter, I send a care package to my grandkids and I want to fill it with Reese's peanut butter cup eggs and milk chocolate eggs and suckers and all of the fun things that I had as a child. And I think, am I causing my grandkids to fall into my sins? Do we encourage people to follow God's ways or do we say that God's ways are outdated? But even in Revelation, God gave time for Jezebel to repent, but she would not. It amazed me in this lesson that when wicked King Ahab repented, God showed mercy to him. He wants to show mercy, but only with repentance. And ladies, there are repercussions to our sin. But if we repent, if we turn, if we seek God's face, the God who searches our minds and our hearts and our actions, therefore then show him what we really believe. Keep in mind, God is calling us to himself. The question is, if we hear his voice, are we going to listen and obey like Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and like the nameless prophets or Elijah or Micaiah? Or will we disobey like Ahab and Jezebel and their son Ahaziah. 
Ladies, let's be women who obey. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.